Welcome everybody back. To, oh my goodness, that was horrible. <laughs> Welcome back everybody to the Washed Up Podcast. We're keeping that in because we're 100% truthful with you. Not always. Um, <laughs> today's guest has written and directed multiple short films, most recent of which, Arenda, was nominated for multiple film festivals from LA to Paris. With his first feature film on the way, we'd like to welcome Dawson Arvey to the podcast. Yeah. There yeah, we go. Dawson Arvey, what's up, man? What's up? Welcome. It's nice to have you. How's your day been? Oh, it's been busy, man. Uh, when you have all this film stuff going on and then you have a one year old at home, this is kind of what what life looks like busy yeah i I can imagine that's a lot i uh i actually had no clue that you had a one-year-old that makes this so much more impressive on top of all of this already (laughs) that's uh wow and 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 you know what i give all the credit though to my my uh my lady my lady uh she is the best mom i could possibly ask for for my son and so i honestly couldn't be doing it without her so that's that's a lot of credit due to her, not not just me. That's that's actually awesome. It's it's good to see that like she's supportive of uh of like the film stuff because it's I feel like a lot of people can't understand the vision sometimes. Oh, she's it's actually a that... producer, man. She Is made... she really? Yeah, dude, she's that's a rock awesome. star. That yeah. wow. Yeah, she's a producer in this film. <laughs> that is awesome. On the on the topic of uh of that film i actually do have a few questions just to start off the uh the episode you have your your upcoming film is called three left turns right correct and then if you could give us just a brief explanation like of what you can uh about the story uh just for the people at home that maybe have never heard of it or just it's been a little bit since the last episode yeah no worries yeah, so Three Left Turns is about two young drug dealers who are about, or they're their age of high schoolers. However, you'll have to see that they aren't in high school, and the reason being, um, and then a serial killer and a drug kingpin. Um, that's about all we can say, um, other than obviously a series of events occur that lead those two young men down the path with both the eyes of the kingpin and the killer watching them, right? So that's all we can say as of right now. Uh, over the summer, because we uh, don't know if anybody knows this Kickstarter, we have a Kickstarter page that's going up right now where people can go check it out even more. Um, it's already reached our goal. And so anyways, this summer, people will start finding out even more. So if you want to follow along and kind of enticed about, you know, two young drug dealers encountering a, a kingpin and a serial killer, go follow along on Kickstarter and then you'll be getting some more information um as the year progresses you got five more days to donate that's five more true days. yep you guys you guys set a uh you guys set a goal of uh of 10,000 for uh 13. for this 13 but yes, you guys 13, smashed that and you're at almost 20,000 now right yep yeah we're actually realistically looking at certain numbers um we are at 22,000 we're at 19,300 on kickstarter and then we have some more funds, about $3,000 in funds that will not be going into Kickstarter um, just due to um, certain reasons. But yeah, we're, we're up to 22000 and counting as far as total budgets um, that we have raised just off of Kickstarter. How do you plan on uh, on applying that? Because obviously your your previous films have been no budget. So going from no budget to having like 23000 uh, <laughs> To work with, where do you plan on on putting that? What what parts of the production quality can we expect to see like really big upgrades in? Yeah, so I think with as far as Arenda, the last one that we that you kind of mentioned on in the intro, um, I thought cinematography wise, it was it was stunning, um, acting storyline. I thought it was all pretty solid. Um, however, our audio was our weak spot, and so with that said. That's where a decent amount of money will be going is to a professional audio technician with all the gadgets obviously needed to accomplish what we're needing as far as sound. And then obviously with equipment, um, we're going to be getting just night and day better equipment than what we had filming Arenda. We'll have everything not only with this amount of money that we that we want and need, it's also some luxury items that we'll be getting as well. Um, I'm really excited because we're going to be shooting in a camera that I've been really looking forward to. Um, it's called the Ari 
um Ale- or Ari Alexa Mini LF. I'm, oh I'm no very way! Excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that's, is awesome. That's the, that's the camera we'll be shooting on for this. Um, we shot on the Ari with Arenda, although it was a pretty older camera. It was Ari Amira, it's still a good camera, mm. but obviously with no budget and everything, it wasn't in the best of shape. Um, however, yeah, I, I just we're super excited. That's probably the biggest thing is I would say the quality will look a lot better as far as cinematography will even improve from Orenda, even though I thought it was already good, but the biggest improvement um, should be the sound. That's awesome. I'm I'm really excited from like just what I've heard looking at the Kickstarter, you know, talking to to Dead Fox. It's uh I'm super excited. I think uh I don't know, I'm more excited for this than a lot of the Netflix originals that are coming out this year, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> they're they're looking a little they're looking a little rough. We definitely appreciate hey, man, it. The original content, baby. It's the Netflix is Sometimes, as much as I love a lot of their shows and series, a lot of it is rinse and repeat. So yeah, I it's original content. That's why you can see the genuine nature in which we're um, posting about it on Kickstarter, which everybody should go and check out again. Nice little plug. Where can uh, where can people find a link to that Kickstarter? We'll put a link to it down below in the description on YouTube and Spotify. But if for some reason you can't find that, where else can people go to get a link to that Kickstarter? Yeah, uh, people can go check out Marlandine Instagram or Marlandine Facebook, or you can even check out my Instagram, uh, Dawson RV, and there's a link in the bio. So um, I would, you can just go to Marlandine Productions Instagram. You can also go to MarlandineProductions.com in the Kickstarter links on our website as well. So, and if people end up donating, what are uh, what are some perks that they could see uh, from that? I know that. Um... One dollar is just to kind of support, but it can go all the way up to getting your name in the credits, right? Yeah. So one dollar, like you said, name it, or not name, it's just to support ten dollars. That's what you're looking at for just getting the premiere ticket. Um, however, we are doing this deal where with the ten dollar uh, ticket, you could also get a digital viewing if you can't show up to the in-person premiere. We're obviously uh, we're suggesting or um, really just pushing towards people wanting to come to the in-person just because of how awesome the event's going to be. But we, we will be giving them a, like a one-time digital viewing um, that same night, which is October 13th of this year. Um, and then the $25 package or pledge that you do is that's the name and credits that you're talking about. So you get your name and credits plus that premiere ticket. 50 bucks is both those things I just listed. Plus you get to go to the after party with the cast and crew um dead fox he'll be there um so people that are listening in and want to come check him out uh but yeah a whole cast and crew will be there you guys can come hang out with us and enjoy um a nice night in salt lake city and have a good party at right after seeing a really really good film and then a hundred dollar package is all those things i just listed on top of getting the merch bag the merch bag is going to include a marlin d productions hoodie slash three left turns um uh, marlin d productions snapback hat, wristband, and a signed poster of three left turns from the whole cast and crew. Um, and that's what the $100 package is. And that's the that's all the packages that we offer on Kickstarter. Um, but yeah, again, it's a pledge. You only have five more days. And just so people know, because this has been a confusion, um, the money doesn't get taken out right away. So if everybody's like, oh, I really want to do it. I may not get paid or this and that. It doesn't get um, taken out till after the 22nd, so it wouldn't be till probably the 23rd on a Thursday, 24th Friday, which I know some people get paid on those days. So if people are really interested in uh, going and supporting us, just know it doesn't take out right away. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what the the rewards you can get for giving giving back to us and supporting us. That honestly, that those are some. I mean, that merch bag sounds pretty sweet. I'm not gonna lie. I might need to. <laughs> I might need to get that. I might need to see about getting that merch bag on the, uh, by donating to the the Kickstarter, but anybody at home, if you're in the Utah area, definitely see if you can come to the, to the screening, come to the after party. If you can, I will try to be there. Dead Fox will be there. All of these guys are just awesome. Awesome people that definitely fun to be around, talk to. They're just, these are, you know, probably the last surviving, you know, group of people that are in it for 
passion, not money. I think uh, a lot of these short film groups and uh, production teams are, you know, just a little bit better than your standard Marvel studio. So <laughs> definitely support if you can, um, so you don't have to watch the same movie regurgitated every year multiple times <laughs> into TV show form. Yeah. Arenda, the show coming to Disney Plus. Oh no, no, don't even start. <laughs> Ain't speaking, no way. Speaking of Arenda, I actually have a lot of questions about that. I watched that recently, and uh, your writing is just amazing. Like, if you're, I assume your writing is going to be just on par, even better for this next film. But just for Arenda, it was beautiful. If for 30 minutes, there's so many things that like I could sit there and pick apart and look into and i just i think that's crazy where did the entire idea for arena come from did it just kind of happen one day or did you sit down and you were just like okay let's come up with a film idea you know what the way that i write and um i've been writing for this year will be five five years um and i've wrote all over the place and new mexico and california here in utah and i gotta write for um some people that i won't list uh names for so i i've i've wrote a lot um for how young i am and so my process is weird man my process is weird i'm not gonna lie i listen to score music i i absolutely love uh scores of films i love you mm. know hans zimmer uh johan johansson alan silvestri sakamoto i could go on i i love that kind of music and so i listen to that music and a lot of times things just pop up and it's nothing like it's not like the whole film of Arenda kind of, you know, comes to me or nothing like that. It, it comes in a, in a very um, small, it comes in a small package and then I kind of just unravel it once I get, cause I get intrigued by it. So like for Arenda, for example, I was really interested about two things. I was watching a Joe Rogan podcast and I remember listening about like aliens and like, then yeah. I listened to another podcast and it was talking about like creatures, like, like the Native Americans and stuff, believe. And then I also wanted to, um, after No Country for Love, talk about brothers. And so funny enough, like it just clicked as I was listening to the score one day. And I was like, what the like that could work like these two brothers that are living on their own. I don't know why. I didn't know why they were living on their own yet. I didn't know. Uh, I don't want to ruin it for the people that haven't seen it, but I didn't know why they weren't living or they were living on their own, but living on their own out, out in the wilderness and whatever you think it is, whether it's um, a creature like Native American tribes believed or an alien or a ghost or um, in the minds of the people, right? Whatever you believe it is, is what it is. Um, and yeah, I kind of just ran with that. Obviously, I built it up more than what I'm kind of saying right now. Um, but that's kind of how the process goes. As far as writing, I just, I have like something that I'm really interested in because I write for films that I want to go watch. Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not writing to please people. If you like it, that's awesome. But ultimately I want to make a film and I want to continue to make films that are something that I would want to go see in theaters. So yeah. Arenda was a film that I would be super intrigued about. Um, you know, these two country uh, brothers that have a loss and they're living on their own and their relationship is kind of going south and has been for a while now. Uh, you kind of have that goofy friend that's kind of keeping the younger brother spirit alive. And some things go south after these boys run into something out in the woods. And yeah, I just, as far as that, I just, it's just something that I would want to watch. Same with, uh, obviously, we'll go into Three Left Turns later. Um, but it's just films, ultimately, that I would want to watch. And thankfully, Dead Fox and uh, Dominic, our cinematographer, Bastion, my brother, who plays my brother in the film, is actually my brother in real life. That's um, awesome. Yeah. So, And then Tyler, our composer. And then I could keep going on. But thankfully, all these guys believe in me. And they enjoy the script as much as uh, I do. And yeah, that's kind of... That's kind of the writing process as far as what Arenda was. Hopefully we can have some of uh, some of the other cast and crew on the podcast as well, just to kind of um, keep uh, keep up with you guys, because I cannot lie. I, I, I don't know if it's just because, you know, my friend is working on it as well, but just 
in in general like i am just obsessed with keeping up with you guys because <laughs> like just as like i i try to do cinematography on my own you know i love short films stuff like that it's just like i just don't have the uh i guess i just don't really have the uh i i, I never really go through with the ideas so it's just nice to see you guys like you know like you're coming up with these ideas you're having fun you're like you you're just like you're keeping film a little bit less corporate you know a little right. bit less big time more of a it's just good to root for the local people so if you're from utah or even just from the world root for the local guys <laughs> if you're from you know Earth, right <laughs> now if you're root an alien don't even start <laughs> so you play no, i think i really enjoy that what you're saying though just start sorry to interrupt but i really enjoy no, i think um i was on a podcast that i really i'm gonna plug him in as well because he's he's outstanding uh, cult worthy podcasts. He's a local and around Salt Lake area. Um, but he, I, I love what he says and I'm not saying it because he's giving us a compliment, but it's cause I actually believe it. And I, I strive for Marlon Dean productions to give that vibe off to everybody. Cause that's how we truly are. We're genuine people. We're, we're real as crap. Like we're not, can I swear on here? Yeah, you can. Okay. So yeah, yeah we're good. real, man. We're real. <laughs> and I think people, people can see that like you can see that i'm not like this facade that i'm just like in it for making money like i yeah a lot of people wouldn't picture me as a person that does film and art like if you know me personally like dead fox does like i'm just not the typical person as far as what the film industry would say and i think a lot of the guys in our group is the same are the same way but i think that's what makes us so genuine and you can you can feel it while like in while while you're excuse me watching uh orenda yeah yeah while you're watching orenda or while um you're on our social media or you're just talking to us right now i think that's just because you can see that we're genuine we're not like a lot of these tiktok people now and it's just a this new age where I, i go on and i watch um you you know these like young actors or like these tiktokers that are wanting to do stuff and yeah, Dead Fox. You can just fucking lose your ticket. Yeah, like yeah, like like Dead Fox, like Dead Fox, man. Okay, you, well, you, fuck you guys. You, you can see the fakeness right when Dead Fox starts speaking. Right, yeah, I, I know. Yeah. If you if you watch his mouth move, it's just yeah, you can see it's all fake. Look, it's you not can't even see his mouth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just not no, even but, there. This but fucking seriously, guy. I just I think um. I think you guys can just see it, and I think that's what we really pride ourselves on. Obviously, once we get bigger and bigger, um, as it's inevitable, um, people are going to hate. But I love it. You know, I, we always talk about this. The people once you start getting haters, that means that you're actually big enough. So um, it's big enough where you have people that also care. So right now, I just that's our biggest thing is just letting you guys know that we're genuine people. We're not trying to be fake. We're not trying to um be role models i really like what this guy says he says role models are two fake things right i'm completely for being uh uh, somebody that um kids look up to in the future to just grab a camera and start filming like how we did but as far as being a role model we're not we're not role models that's two fake things a role and a model those are both things that aren't genuine and i think you can tell that we're all not and so yeah, man. Sorry to interrupt. That's just something I'm actually really passionate about. No, you're about. okay. I'm actually really happy you oh. said that, honestly. Um, that was well said. Uh, I think I've never heard somebody say that uh, that role model saying before. That's actually, yeah. I'm that, actually that's quite interesting. Yeah, I'm actually taking it from a dude. I don't know where he got it from, but uh, it's a UFC fighter that I love as well. Um, but, I mean, the UFC, those people are as real as they can get, so it makes sense why it's coming from somebody like him. But yeah, no, it's something that I, I also believe as well. I think role models are, I think that's just, it's all fake. It's it's something that um, the Hollywood, you can say, pushes for actors and stuff like that. And I just, yeah, I think like people like Dead Fox and stuff, those are people that to look up to. It's not, it's not a role model, right? It's somebody that you can look up to and try to follow um, in similar footsteps, but ultimately be your own man or your own woman. Well said, honestly. Uh, wow, dude, you're like you came on here just ready to spit facts, huh? Like, <laughs> just went and, went and sat in a philosophy room for a little bit, just did nothing but think yeah, about drop, thinking. 
I almost just exited right there. I almost just ended the call right <laughs> yeah. after. It. That's yeah. it. That's all you needed to say. <laughs> That's all you need. That's all I want to say. Watch the next movie. So you you played. Uh, you just mentioned earlier. You played the character uh, Thomas or Tommy in, yep. in Arenda, who is the younger brother, right? Um, right. Were you? nervous going into it where you're just like you're like this is my writing i'm not sure if i can play this character like up to like as some like somebody else can like i can't fit it or were you just kind of like no like i wrote this character i can do this like like this is me you know if i don't know know if that makes any sense but no it does no it does and um it's funny because i i'm laughing right now because this is what i say to all the other actors i believed wholeheartedly i could play that role i the biggest thing is when I say this to every single actor that comes on it, um, like my older brother, I have him preach it to people um, like Dead Fox. You've heard me countless times on rehearsals. Oh, yeah. Say no, this. And it's it's I tell every actor, believe that you are the best at what you do. Every single time you walk in that room, you guys should think that you are the best actor in the room. It's not out of, it's not out of ignorance. It's not out of arrogance. It's, it's none of that. I want every single person that comes on to set. I want dead Fox. I want Jordan, the crew guys. And then I want people like Daryl and Brooklyn, the, the actors to come on set. And I want them to think that they are better than anybody else in this room at what they do and the best that in the world at what they do and the character that they're about to play. And so I just, I try to um, have the same confidence in myself and I carry it with my, uh, how I, I carry it with myself on rehearsals, on set, on the calls. Um, and then I just try to preach and rub it off to all the other actors and crew members. And so essentially what, uh, to answer your question is, yeah, yes, I completely thought that I could play the role. I thought nobody else in the world could play it as well as I could have. Um, and that's just kind of the confidence that I want everybody, not just me to have while filming. Cause it is something that is very intimate. I think my brother, um, he said this on a podcast, uh, this summer, and I really liked that he said it. Um, it's a very intimate thing to act and it, it can really bring a lot out and it's, it's nerve wracking. You're, you're going, you're putting yourself on screen for people that know you may not know you um, to pretend to be something you're not to walk in somebody else's shoes. So it's a very um, scary thing for people. And if you are not confident in yourself, then I think that's kind of what it shows like it'll show on screen. So I always say, if you're nervous, it's because you, you care. If you're scared, it's because you're not ready. Right. Mm. And so if you're confident in yourself, that typically leads to you preparing and then preparing and confidence will typically lead to you being nervous um, uh, out of excitement uh, and not being scared when people are finally able to watch you. Sorry, again, I kind of extended there, but these are a lot of conversations. No, that's okay. That's, that's really why like. we do this on a podcast, man. That's we're, why we're here, brother. Yeah. We're here just to give you as much time as, as possible to, to – because these are questions where, like, you know, I'm hoping to provide some people at home – uh, or even just myself, you know, cause I'm, I'm a little bit younger than, than the, than the people I surround myself like dead Fox and, and, uh, the, the other host Vody. Um, so like I, I can learn from it. People at home can learn from it, especially if, uh, people are wanting to get into filmmaking. You know, I think there's a lot that can be learned from people like you that have gone out and they've, they've started making their path through, uh, for their career. Um, so if you if you want to go on go on as long as you want honestly like yeah. start monologuing boss <laughs> yeah yeah i mean dead fox knows dead fox knows i i'm never i'm not a man uh you're not a man a few words at all my, yeah at all i'm not i'm not man i definitely speak my mind i i was raised here in utah but if you came into my family you would think that we're from back east where mm. they're all very loud argumentative and um but to kind of go off and kind of continue what we're talking about, I think a lot of it kind of strays from me being an, uh, I, a lover of sports. Um, I grew up my whole life. Uh, if I wasn't outside or if I wasn't inside watching movies and film, I was outside playing sports. And because of the sports factor of having to compete, and I competed at a decently high level um, in sports, and having to have that like confidence in yourself and competitive, I kind of feel like there's no 
different. So people that like get into film and again, you don't got to be this way. You don't have to have like this kind of competitive and confident drive, but I think this is what will keep us always hungry um, among other things is kind of being competitive with yourself and always wanting to put out something that's better than the, the last thing and also wanting to see improvement always. And I think that's another thing that kind of goes into what you're saying is about, about like, could I play that role? Cause I think a lot of people um, kind of like what you were saying about like how you um, wanted to do film and like, you just haven't gone around to doing it yet. A lot of people, it's not because of that. It's, it's because they're, they're too nervous or they just don't have the confidence in themselves. And if you don't have confidence in yourself, you're, yeah, you're not, I don't think you're ever going to do it the way that you fully want. So don't do it right until you can find that confidence in yourself. Um, I would suggest to kind of just wait it, wait it out, try to find it, find it in either trying to do those short films like I did, like um, with the no budget and then start kind of going bigger and bigger. But until then, I would just say to, you got to find confidence. If you don't have confidence, you're never going to put out a film or um, whatever your endeavor is. You're never going to put out what you truly um, think your potential is. And so that's, that's kind of what I was going to, um, extend what your question was. Again, I, I'm talking a little more than I, I uh, wanted to, but it's just, it's funny that you're bringing up a lot of things that I'm super passionate and speaking on. So uh, that's a props to you as a host. <laughs> Thank you. This is the first time I've ever actually prepared for an episode. <laughs> that sounds horrible to say, this. but uh, it sounds horrible to say, but this, uh, this podcast has always very been, uh, very much been uh, kind of Start and pray. Uh, but today, <laughs> I wanted to, uh, I wanted to actually ask you some legitimate questions. And uh, <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rather than uh, talking about whether you think aliens or Godders are real, so um, <laughs> my was so I noticed like as you're talking to me, like in in the in the film Arenda, you guys have very like just thick Southern accents. Um, I don't get much of that just talking to you was it <laughs> was it hard to keep that like consistent throughout the entire filming or did you have like just a lot of time to practice that accent and get it down um so two things uh preparation helped me obviously uh we prepare very extensively um for all our films um but dude th my whole life i mean i just fucked around growing up dude you know <laughs> like with voices so i'm really fucking good at doing voices i can do you know the british i can do a boston yeah. new yorker i can do the country southern um uh, for three left turns i have um more of like a street accent um and then obviously my voice is what it is now just a typical utah but yeah um no yeah dude it's just fucking around growing up is what made me super confident in being able to kind of play anything and then just having the preparation that we do before filming allowed for me to be that super consistent throughout the film. Right. I think this is how we'll know if you're uh if you truly have a, a Utah accent or if the other ones have gotten have infected you. Um uh, how do you how do you say mountain? Just like you did. <laughs> okay. ah, there it is. There it is. We got him boys. It was yeah. uh it was a weird day for me when I found out that people pronounce it mountain. Yeah, I've yeah. always said it mountain because I'm not from here. <laughs> well, it's just because you're smarter than I am. No, so. that's not well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Mountain, no. late in, yeah. Yeah, no, it's I. We're dude. It's seriously like when I was in um, high school, it like baffled me that so many people said it like that and i felt weird because i was the only one that said it mountain i blame it on the altitude i blame it on the altitude it, it makes us like little, robbed uh, us of oxygen <laughs> yeah. robbed our brains of oxygen we're a little we're a little lazy yeah i could have sworn people said that like said it like that in idaho too so maybe like yeah i've heard that yeah, as well there, it's yeah uh, my my uh girlfriend uh or not my girlfriend my sister's boyfriend geez uh yeah idaho guy and says everything very similar to the way we say it and he's not he's only a couple hours away gotta just be a mountain time thing it's gotta mountain. be it yeah, mountain. Mount okay i'm sorry <laughs> now i gotta go to like a speech class you know it's mountain pronounce okay? pronounce Lake pronounce Lake. the t late 10 <laughs> oh man uh this is another one where this kind of i think a lot of people when they hear me ask this question they're gonna be like why the hell like that 
what uh but i am just super curious like is there like a specific reason you guys shot it in 16 by 9 rather than like you know how a lot of people crop it down to a 2.4 to 1 is yeah. there a reason you guys kept it in 16 by 9 or was that just to kind of just be like we only have like three days we gotta we gotta go <laughs> um so 16 by 9 is actually what a lot of festivals and stuff prefer mm. um so we just kept it that way so oh, short okay. answer that's the short answer really so they don't like widescreen um typically no a lot of them said like the 16 by 9 is what they um is what they would prefer to take and so we we're like oh because we actually were going to adjust um but after doing research and stuff yeah 16 by 9 is what they were asking for so we just <laughs> kept it that way that's interesting wow i actually did not know that i i figured they would have been all for the the you know the widescreen 2.4 you know panoramic yeah, that's or... what we were well, that's funny uh dominic our cinematographer and editor yeah. um that was something that we were going to change it to but yeah after doing further research and uh checking out all the festivals this is this is what they asked of us so we we obliged we try to deliver will, will three left turns be in 16 by 9 or will it be in widescreen um it will be in Whatever way I can't say, um, but mm. whatever way different people are wanting us to have it in. Spoilers. We, you know, we tried. Yeah. I tried to get it out of you, you know. Yeah, he's, he's sneaky. <laughs> he's, a, he's a very <laughs> tough man to get information from. I showed up to Orenda and had no idea what I was filming at all until oh. the last day. <laughs> Yeah, and everything clicked, and even then, he still didn't. Understand uh, yeah, I was still like, uh, I, I was because we shot like everything out of chronological order to the film so i was like completely confused i was thrown for a loop the entire time like I, I knew i had a basic grasp of what was going on but i didn't figure it out until the very end and i was like oh wow okay wow i i can see why you hid this from me the entire time i was thrown through a loop just watching it so i can't <laughs> you i was just watching hey, i got it. a question like, for the... you man i got yeah i got a question for you um, Let's hear it. um what's what what do you think happens at the end of Arenda? Without saying too much, what do you think? Oh, I'm actually the the thing is is I'm gonna go into spoilers later in the episode. It's gonna be like the okay. last question. But to not go into spoilers and answer like what do I think happens? Like I just had like I just have this feeling that it's gotta be a psychological thing. I think once we go into the the spoiler section, we can bring okay. this back up and I'll really kind of dig deep because like I uh, I went and rewatched it like multiple times today, and I like sat there and like really thought about like I was like, what do I think is happening here? <laughs> um, <laughs> so once we, we want, once we That's get into the wanted. spoilers, uh, the spoiler questions, we can bring that back up, and then I will I can bore you with my entire little theory. <laughs> your monologue. <laughs> yeah, so I, I can't wait to hear it because it, <laughs> and, it was uh, funny too. The reason I'm asking. The reason I'm asking is because obviously that that was a big intention is we wanted mm -hmm. it's whatever the audience perceives the film as is how they perceive the ending. And mm -hmm. um, just the amount of vast, vast difference of opinions on um, what the ending was and what everything the whole story is about is awesome. It's it's super cool to yeah. see. And a, a lot of people that can go check it out on YouTube. If you just go look in the comment section, you can see a handful of different opinions. Yeah, and it was crazy at the premiere, too. I had people coming up to me. They were like, oh, so why why did it end like that? You know, I thought it was going to be this, that, and the other thing. And then, you know, people were like, oh, this is how I thought it was going to end. But this is how I think of it now. And I was like, wow, a lot of people have very different perspectives on what we created. And I was like, in, I was overwhelmed and it was so cool to have all these different people that I had never met before, you know, and just go like, yeah, I thought it was going to go totally different. You guys did a, like an amazing job. And I was just like, oh, people really like this. It was really it was a really I, I got starstruck by the people there because I was like just hearing all their different thoughts and opinions. It was just crazy to me that uh, so many different people could have like not one of the theories was the same. And I had like 40 people come up to me and talk to me about it. Wow. I think I think that's one thing that I that I really admire about uh about your writing is it seems like you you really set out there to make people think about what they watched and I think that's uh there's something special about when you can watch a film 
and still be thinking about it a couple hours later. You know, yeah. there's 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 something just like just the fact that it can kind of invade your almost your life that way, you know, and just make you think yeah, you're, like, you're like, I'm going to take up your day just from 30 minutes of watching. You know, yeah. I, I can't imagine how, how much uh, three left turns is going to take. I might need to dedicate a, a week. You know <laughs> yeah, well, um, um, I really like what you just said, though, because, um, again, dude, you're it's like you it's like you've met me before. Um, somebody at the, the screening, somebody that's known me since I was a little boy said like the same thing, too. They're like, I'm going to need like a lot of time to digest <laughs> what I just want. And, and, and it's somebody that like. Um, they really didn't know I did this kind of stuff until later on. And they kind of showed up to the premiere, really not knowing um, where I was in filming. And mm. so when they watched it, they were blown away. And so to just to kind of hear like them and then certain other people that are close to me that were kind of the same way that didn't really believe they kind of were like, eh. and mm. then after watching Renda, they were like, okay, like I, I started getting them to finally um, start kind of having interest or fully believing. But a lot of them, yeah, dude, were like, like, holy cow, like, I was thinking about it, um, and I actually had my buddy, his girlfriend, apparently said that she was thinking about it, like, weeks later, too, like, wow, and they, w they went back and watched it, just because, even though that they know me very well, and it's kind of weird watching somebody that you know, um, it's it's kind of weird, just because, you're, oh, I, I yeah. know who they are for, from a personal level, but for them to keep going back and watching it, because they're like, I like I just need to, to know more. I need to like catch things that I, maybe I'm missing. But anyways, that's that's a big thing why I love writing the way that I wrote is because I, I hate going to the theater and you're kind of just like you watch it and you know exactly everything, right? And you're like, oh, that's that was good, yeah. or like oh, that wasn't very good. But like I love going to the theater, like the okay, um, like Shutter Island or Inception or course, prisoners yeah. inception um, is such a good all those movie, movies yeah all those movies that end on something like that makes you think like did did that uh did it stop spinning or like mm -hmm. prisoners did they actually the, did jake gyllenhaal actually hear his voice mm -hmm. is he actually going to go find uh hugh jackman like things like that where it makes you think it's just something that i've always been like so interested in and i probably owe a lot to it to my family because my family they're they're film junkies, man. So again, if we weren't watching sports or outside playing sports, we like I was watching. I don't think this is a good thing, but my parents were having me watch like films that were like not what a four year old maybe should be five year old should be watching. Fifty Shades of Grey. It, yeah. No, I'm talking. I'm talking. Hills have eyes. Oh like, no! Wow. Oh, damn. At like at like five and six. Like, <laughs> like they. Dude, they I didn't, didn't have internet access till I was thirteen. Oh, like, that's, yeah. that's some. Yeah, man. That's some darkness, yeah. man. Right there. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm just saying. Like, come on. But no, man. I think due to them doing that, it opened my mind up at an early age. Where like a lot of the stuff once I got older, it wasn't that big of a deal to me. And so um, it kind of allowed me to want to like to watch films that made me think more because I had watched so many things that like were just so surface level that um, which there's nothing wrong with surface level movies. But I love movies that like. And this kind of uh, three left turns is is a lot of this, but um, you could watch the film entirely surface level, or you could watch the film entirely looking for depth and the depth story will tell you. That's so you, nice. There's, yeah. Those are the stories that I love where there's a depth story that's getting told all throughout the film. And then there's a surface mm -hmm. level story that's getting told throughout the film. And, and those like are Pixar. the films that I write. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking guy. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly what we're doing. Yes. <laughs> Toy Story. <laughs> Jack yeah. <laughs> Fox had my exact. You can see my face. My that's the exact uh, expression I did with the hand. Yeah, smacking well, my forehead. Your your uh, your movie about drug dealers and serial killers isn't made by Pixar. No, yeah, no. It's. I mean, Disney wanted it, but yeah, they they said it was. Uh, it wasn't. Um, it was too wholesome. No, so. imagine we just oh, imagine yeah. we just changed the writing at the last second. It's Sid from Toy Story as <laughs> one of the main yeah. characters. <laughs> I remember they wanted to put Hostel on Disney Plus too, so it's like <laughs> your your films must be pretty dark. <laughs> I don't think. I wonder how many people actually know what Hostel is. If you're if you're listening and you know what the movie Hostel is, 
let us know. Like hostel is in like European hotel. Some people yeah. haven't watched that one. I thought that whole thing, this is super off topic, but that whole thing, the fact that Quentin Tarantino endorsed that movie <laughs> is so odd to me. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a torture film. And yeah, Quentin it was, Tarantino it was, was uh, just like, it was a bit bizarre when I, <laughs> I, cause I saw it and then I saw that like, all this stuff about Quentin Tarantino, like producing and well, not producing, but like endorsing that. And like, yeah, this is a great, this is a great movie. I was like, what? Yeah, that was, that was super off topic, but just getting, <laughs> getting back that my bad. I I'm, 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 I'm off my meds, but uh, <laughs> to get back into it, um, this is kind of a, a, a little bit more of a funny question, but I am genuinely curious because you guys are, you know, acting, you know, you're trying to kind of, um, immerse yourselves in these characters right so there's a scene in arenda where it's shot in like the forest it's when you see the the creature for the first time it's dark you know it's it's very dark actually uh it's kind of like did you ever uh it's really creepy the atmosphere did you ever like accidentally kind of psych yourself out and scare yourself a little bit just kind of pretending to be terrified in the forest or in the dark did you ever kind of just be like man i kind of feel a little creeped out right now um you, that's funny they say that dude yeah no um i personally didn't um when i walked away into the darkness to take a piss yeah it was <laughs> like because like we're out in the middle of you know nowhere in utah yeah um <laughs> and i was like watching aliens gonna come take me and they're gonna still think i'm taking a piss and, <laughs> yeah no um as far as like actually being scared no i i think um having such like a like a i have like two sides of me this sounds weird but it, it's just what needs to be kind of done and i say this with the guys um where it allows me to take things like I, I flip a switch fast so like when i'm acting i can flip a switch to directing really really fast and it's mm. all like i i call it it's like a professional mode for me it's like my go mode right it's my game time and so as far as getting scared no i really wasn't thinking about that i don't know that's maybe a question uh, dead fox could probably answer as some other people were you ever like scared of the surroundings dead fox or like just a little creeped out you know? <clears throat> so i am gonna be honest about this the like i was off a little bit i i, I don't want to say like off like i was out of it right but mm -hmm. at the same time like the way i perceive my surroundings when i'm somewhere that i don't know is a little bit different than a lot of people would i guess is a good way to put it so i um for those of you listening that don't know uh i have a very complicated form of ocd that gives me a really strong connection to my thoughts and it basically um makes me hear voices and like see things that aren't there and shit so it's like when we were filming orenda and it's, it's specifically that scene that you were talking about the one in the forest again for those of you who don't know i'm in that tree holding the light like i'm like like this in the tree <laughs> i didn't know that <laughs> i'm literally laying That's down awesome. on the branch holding the light out right and i'm scared the, the two things i was scared of is somebody's gonna try to like prank me and make me fall out of the tree or that i was gonna slip and fall out of the tree <laughs> but um yeah. with, with the like just perceiving my surrounding i was a bit creeped out a little bit at first when we were like setting up the shot and it's like pitch black there's nobody out there i mean you could you could hear yeah a twig break like a hundred feet the other way. It was so quiet when we were setting up. So it was a bit weird because when it's quiet for me, it's loud up here, but when it's loud, it's quiet. You know, it, if you guys can kind of understand what I'm saying there. Mm -hmm. So it was, it's a bit off to be able to hear everything is, is a good way to put it. Yeah. But yeah, that was really the only reason I was ever creeped out. What were we doing? Orenda? I think I'd be creeped out. Cause it's just like, you're just out there convincing yourself that something's like, after you yeah you know? you know like i just feel like if you're if you're sitting there convincing yourself that you're in your life is in danger maybe you might feel <laughs> a little bit if you're not if you're not superhuman like uh like dawes here um <laughs> so we're now going to get into uh kind of some spoiler questions so for those of you at home if you want to go watch arenda spoiler free go watch it and then come back or skip ahead a few minutes uh, because we're going to cover some spoilers here because why not? It's been eight months guys. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> these people. Um, <laughs> Go watch it. in, uh, in, in the scene where, uh, 
where you get shot. We're gonna get right into <laughs> well, the, we're right we're into we're it. diving into this one. <laughs> in in the scene where you get shot, um, how bad did that hurt? I mean, getting, getting shot. Yeah, you know, it it was all instant. Didn't even feel it. Mm-hmm. It just yeah, immediately to the ground, brother. The next thing I know, I'm I'm waking up and I'm completely fine at the end. So, um, yeah, getting shot was uh by a 22 from way far maybe farther than the 22 can actually shoot yeah so it was <laughs> no i'm playing i guess but, i guess <laughs> but no actually to kind of go off of what you're saying um the i gotta i can't not say this without tyler um knowing because he would he would get so mad if i i'm talking about this scene specifically and don't say it because he brings it up every single time we talk about this scene. Oh yeah. But the gut the gunshot was a fantastic job, Tyler. If you're listening, it was a fantastic it sounded exactly you got it, like Ty. A real you got gunshot. It. Yeah, that it was phenomenal, bud. It was awesome. Like, <laughs> we appreciate you. <laughs> just the just the sound design for the gunshot is what he's proud well, of. Well he yeah, he's just super uh proud of what he did. Um and yeah. he, it really Which, does and, sound and, really and he does, sounds amazing. He does deserve yeah. to be proud of that. I I, I will give him that. And the echo with, and everything he did with yeah. it. Yeah, it was a good job. With how well that sound like with how good that sound that I almost kind of thought you like did actually like do a, like a shooting sound and recorded it with that like with a twenty like I was I was just like wow that's that's yeah. like, it, it was very impressive so good on you are you you can be happy that we mentioned it we'll, <laughs> we'll have we'll have you on next oh yeah but, no, we definitely <laughs> we definitely need Ty on he's he's a riot yeah. yeah he's a lot like me man he's he's not a man of few words so he'll talk just as much as a lot of us are except for Dom Dom's the only one that yeah talk Dom's the only one that doesn't really talk that much. It's like pulling teeth just to get him to speak. <laughs> well, I guess if, if you guys are enjoying this episode, then stay tuned for future episodes where we will interview everybody else and waste all of their time. Um, <laughs> we're going to specifically uh, schedule the days of the podcasts for the filming days of Three Left Turns. Um, but, you I know, won't. on a serious note, on a serious note, uh, how hard was it uh, playing dead while you're getting like you're getting picked up carried around you're getting like moved touched like how like i feel like i would be twitching just because like you're getting touched and you can't see what's touching you you're getting picked up and moved how like how hard was that to to get down like to stay perfectly um, limp so well it helps when your brother is the one lifting you so you have trust yeah and yeah um but the other thing i would say it wasn't it wouldn't be hard for it's not hard for the dead person it's hard for like bastion the one that was having to limp or lift my limp ass and so (laughs) um so i would say yeah it it wasn't very hard it was just you literally just had to be completely limp you can't control any body part nothing everything has to be completely just loose and so i would say it's not very hard the only thing that like you kind of said would be like trust um, that he wouldn't drop me or something because yeah my eyes are closed and i'm fully limp if you were to drop me i would mm-hmm. i would fall and if i hit like a rock or something yeah so you could get hurt um but no I, I trusted my brother entirely and he wasn't lifting me for like long long periods of time so mm-hmm. i wasn't too concerned with like him fatiguing out or nothing but i would say it was much harder for him i think i think the main thing that uh or at least i would have kind of messed up that we i like if I was having to play dead is when he puts you on the couch and like is getting on top of you and all that stuff. I think I would have like, I would have gotten startled by hitting the couch and just ruined the scene, <laughs> but that's why I'm not an actor. So um... I, I was going to say we had a good, we had a good laugh after the first couple takes of that scene. <laughs> and then, um, you know, there's a noticeable color grade change after Tommy dies. Is, mm, is there like, you. Is there a deeper meaning you. to that, or am I just reading too much into it? Like, no, no, dude, I appreciate you. That's that is something we did intentionally, and that's, awesome. that's something that I that I really like doing in my films is having like the like whatever way the the film is going. I really appreciate having like the the color match the mood. I hate when mm-hmm. it's like really like a, a sad moment in a film, but yet it's like bright as shit and warm, and it feels like you should yeah. be. Like I love the films that like play with color and somebody that I really like and look up to as a director 
uh, Kubrick, he always played with like set coloring and um, I don't play with set coloring. I play with obviously like coloring of the film itself. Um, but yeah, that's something we did intentionally after his death. I wanted to show how cold and lonely and empty the world was like without his brother. And so that's where we kind of got that blues. Um, and then all those shots that we got, like the swing set and then the uh, little B-roll shots that we had of um, hit the home. And yeah, we just wanted to make it feel as cold and dark as it could possibly feel. It's almost, it can almost be like interpreted as like just a very significant, um, just mental change for for his uh for that character as well for uh i think his name is i'm sorry i need to remember what that character's name is <laughs> michael. i wrote it michael yeah i'm, I'm sorry i wrote it down somewhere um but i i feel like it's almost like that it marks a very significant um mental health kind of shift for uh for him as well because i mean he's already struggling with you guys talk about how you know your parents uh passed away in 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 the film right it's just you two at least i think yeah. unless if i yeah uh, but so he's already kind of angry that he's having to to take on taking care of his of his younger brother but at the same time i think after uh his death he realizes he's just like i didn't really wasn't really that mad you know <laughs> i was like i didn't hate him you know and <laughs> yeah. and i i that's why i almost think like this is kind of where i'm gonna get into my theory that you asked me earlier I think that the what is seen in the first half of the film uh, before the color grade change, I think like what's seen in the forest is real. I think after Tommy's death, I think guilt and for the fact that he didn't believe him and uh, guilt for all of that other, like for just in total kind of drove him to kind of imagine things happening when like his brother like tommy actually saw something but his older brother is just so like distraught with guilt and just like pain that he almost is kind of creating his own uh his own version of what his younger brother saw um okay that's interesting yeah and then I That's think just that I haven't heard. I was gonna I say just, I hadn't heard that one either. The only reason I think that is just because like, just it it would it would make sense at least where like I kind of thought of it, it was like if my brother came to me and he was telling me he's like I saw this thing in the woods and like it started this like whole big argument and like I said something like really mean and horrible and then he died. I would feel so guilty just for not believing him and not you know preventing that argument that I think it would drive me insane, you know? So it kind of makes you wonder, but obviously you're the writer. So, but you know, (laughs) and I, I, and I will always uh, be on, I will always be on record saying this. I will never say what I actually thought the film and intended the film to be in my eyes uh, because I don't ever want that um, kind of wholesome viewing that everybody has when they watch it to have like their true honest opinion on it because you know if if i tell people what i intended it to be it kind of tarnishes because all they'll all they'll think about is just what i said they won't actually think about uh whatever their mind is actually um coming up with and so something that you said i really like is i haven't heard is um how his brother did see something however it sounds like you don't think he saw what michael's seeing michael's coming up with this figure um that is haunting him in his head and everything well michael's is like his human when what tommy saw was very like it was like tree sized wasn't it it's huge yeah it it did grow it ended up growing to i don't know it was like 10 12 feet Mm -hmm. it was something something like that i didn't measure it (laughs) yeah yeah let me hold on let me you're supposed to be prepared man (laughs) i'm sorry you're prepared i should have known it was was 10 feet 8 inches (laughs) 32 millimeter whatever um (laughs) (laughs) no but yeah like i I think that that theory is just kind of like um just kind of i i just i thought it was fun you know i i i do uh i do kind of enjoy the fact that you won't say how you interpret it because it's almost while i was gonna ask that today i think the way that you the reason why you said that you don't 
makes so much sense because it's almost like by you saying it you speak the true plot into existence yeah so it's like it's almost like you establish the correct plane of events which yeah it's kind of like the teacher giving the right answer and so it's like all these kids can come up with their own theory on what they think but then once the teacher says what it actually is then everybody can't not think what it actually is so i yeah that that makes a lot of sense honestly i i had a lot of fun watching arenda i uh just for that reason you know it's it's fun to just be able to sit down and kind of interpret story personally and i think if you guys at home haven't seen it go on youtube watch it it's arenda the short film um o-r-e-n-d-a if you can't spell that then sound it out and uh don't click Um, on the asmr youtuber that pops up at first yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i heard yeah that's funny I heard about that, that we have some video that's similar. Yeah, so like there, a, there's, so we, we type in Orenda, and the first result is this ASMR YouTuber, and then, like, we're, like, fourth result down. Of, if you search like, up Orenda short film... Then we're the first result, first. but if you just type in Orenda, you're going to see some ASMR YouTuber before us. Which sounds yeah. kind of, sounds like you guys. You know, I expect an ASMR segment in three left turns. <laughs> um, yeah. That's actually what the whole film's about, dang it. Is, <sighs> is, I spoiled it? Yeah. Three, yeah, three people just whispering into the microphone so they and walking in circles in the <laughs> And then after the third person talks, it just it, it cuts black in the credits. Yeah, so roll in credits. the credits room. Man, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, oh, my bad. Speaking of, speaking of that, though, uh, I, I think I, I know... Uh, Arenda is kind of your old project, but I just that interested me today. But that's enough of my uh, Arenda uh, questions. Uh, is there anything? Because I honestly, there's not a lot that anybody really knows about Three Left Turns or gets to know. Um, is there just in general, what can you talk about? What are you wanting to talk about? And maybe, just maybe, is there anything that you can unveil here first? You know, for an inside scoop for the listeners so they can feel um, privileged. So yeah, so I got to go. No, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> just hang up. Obviously, you don't have to, but. Yeah, no. Um, so the biggest thing I want to talk about is, first off, the preparation and everything that, um, not just myself, but everybody, I want to give them all their flowers. I want to talk about um, kind of what the filming process, the shoot will be looking like. And then I'll give a little bit more, but yeah, ultimately pretty much what's out there is what's out there. I'll give a little bit more, um, but yeah, I, we can't say too much or, or else yeah. a, a lot of things that we have planned in the future also will be, um, will be ruined. Will be ruined. We yeah. got to build so the hype train. We got to keep it going. I, I'm, I'm excited. And if you guys are just excited as I am, go follow them. Uh, it's at Marlon Dean Productions on Instagram. Correct? Yep. Yeah, Marlon follow him there, and then uh, and keep up to date with it. Um, well, thank you. I mean, I think that's probably it. You know, we'll have to we'll have to say there. Is there anything else that you wanna that you wanna say to uh, to the people at home? Anything else you wanna like plug or anything like that? Yeah, no. Um, again, guys, go go check the the link out, Kickstarter link for Three Left Turns. You can find it at our website or our social media. Uh, we've been putting in a crap ton of work. We've been rehearsing since September this and there's a lot of people that won't they haven't get gotten recognized yet and they will we have a bunch of talent that you guys don't know their names but you will soon um and i'm talking about you know daryl denby brooklyn bot uh tk um the list goes on for all the actors and actresses that will be in this and also for the crew we have an outstanding team we built around this project specifically and we just can't wait to show you guys all what we've been working months for already it's just something that we're all so passionate for and I'm, I'm telling you man the the amount of talent that's in this film is just i'm I'm very very excited to see their um their family and their friends at the premiere and hopefully you as the listeners um go and see your guys's facial expressions um at the premiere and i mean yeah just see everything that you guys will be going through for from the emotion to the excitement the sadness to everything. And that's about all I can say, but I'm, I'm just so proud of the team that we've built and just can't wait 
for everybody to get their flowers. That's awesome. I'd say, honestly, I'd say my last question before leaving it off is more of a confirmation. I've been pestering Dead Fox the last <laughs> few episodes, every single episode, asking if I can get a little teeny tiny, teeny tiny part as a joke in the in the film. And is, has is, that been? He's the one I told you about. No, he, I've told him about this at least once. <laughs> okay. Can yes. people at home expect to see me maybe buying, selling, or killing people? Um, buying drugs, yeah, sure. <laughs> we can get you buying some drugs um, in the film. Um, no, but seriously, yeah, I got a part for you, man. We'll we'll speak more after this is done uh, recording. We'll, I'll speak to you more on it. I'm going to go become a method actor. I'm going to go start doing hardcore heroin. I'll see you guys soon. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, that's all the time so we <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We, we really yeah, appreciate you taking up me, your man. time. Thank you guys for listening. If you haven't already, please be sure to follow everybody that's in here, including Marlon Dean Productions. Watch Arenda, follow the Spotify, follow or subscribe to the YouTube, like, comment, do whatever. Share this podcast with a friend, with a family member. Maybe your dad likes podcasts and he would like to listen to a bunch of young people talk about short films. <laughs> you never know. But let's build this community together. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great day, week, month, and year. Catch you guys in the next episode. Peace out.